Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And it says those are the empty saying show on Bluff City Media. Make sure you're checking it out. Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group, and father of five-star 2032 multi-sport prospect, Gabriel Sane. Got it all in one breath. Follow him on X at Sane Asylum. He joins us now for the first time in 2024 carrying a, a judge. A jug of something. Uh, must ask you just because it's so big here, sitting in front of you on the uh, on the desk. What what do you got in the jug? Man, just a uh, like gallon of water, man. Okay. Uh, if if you watch the Anthony Sane show, you probably seen this making this cameo uh, for the past about two or three weeks. Yeah, I, I kind of. This is a new uh, Anthony Sane in 2024. This is a new thing, or started, what are you already doing? It started doing before it? the New Year. It started in December. Um, trying to hydrate a whole lot more. Trying to get about a gallon of water in a day. I've been doing pretty good at it. Some days I. I get in. Some days I don't. But I'm also trying to skip eating, uh, trying to not eat before 11 o'clock. So. In hopes of, is it all just to slim uh, down health, and look your best? Appearance, everything. I'm trying, I'm trying to get all that right, for sure. Okay. But yeah. It's like uh, intermittent fasting. I really don't get all the labels, man. I'm just You don't want to put a label on it. Yeah, just, just doing mean, what I'm I, doing, It man. reminds me, and my wife always does, I, I drink no water. That's what Kenneth Lofton's on. And it'll kill you. <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I guess y'all just y'all. He he's gone, so y'all don't. You're the only one still paying attention. <laughs> pay attention, to him. man. Yeah, I, I, I heard so much about Ken. Oh, I ain't paying no attention. He's not wearing the undershirt anymore. He's slimmed down. No, that was a. He's a different. I wish that man the best, though, man. I I, I said this all the time. I never understood why the Grizzlies drafted him. Like he he doesn't fit anything that they that this front office has kind of shown that they like to do. So I never understood the fit at all. What what's your uh, Confidence level in the Grizzlies right now? Uh, I think like anybody, it's just down. It's, I'm not as down as other people are. I okay. still think there are. Where should we be? Uh, what you mean? Where should we be with uh, Grizzlies in terms of confidence? Where should we be on this season? What's going to happen in terms of mm, our investment? I think level? we should be realistic. Any any chance of making the playoffs, play in, et cetera, is going to be hard as hell. Like it's it's not a it's it's still paths to doing it. Um, because I talked about the the sixty percent win thing. You know what I mean? There's still you win tonight, you're right back on path to do that. You know what I mean? You you I do the five-game set thing. They were four and one in the first set. They're one and three so far. You win tonight, you're still at sixty percent winning, which puts you at forty-one to forty-one in the season. Is that realistic? We'll see. You know, what I mean, the ten games in since Josh came back, um, you know, they're close to it or right at it. But um, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be super hard to get in. And but I'm also the person that I'm not really putting a ton into this particular season. I would love to see. Them get to the playoffs, love to see them get to the play-in or whatever. But um, I just, I just want to see 
entertaining, enjoyable basketball. And, and I haven't seen that in the last few games, you know what I mean, especially that game against Toronto. That that game really makes you hang your head for real. Yeah. Playing against a team who's still uh, trying to figure themselves out, got two new guys there, and the rest of the guys that are there all probably feel like they're about to get traded. You know what I mean? So to lose to lose the way you did to that team. To your former assistant. Yeah, to your former assistant coach, that was a real disheartening loss. I'm just here for, you know, whatever this season is. Because like I said, I think the last time I talked to y'all, either one of a few things is going to happen. You're going to get to the playoffs playing, you're, or you're going to have a really fun ride getting to the playoffs playing and just miss out, or you're going to have a bad season where you end up getting a good draft pick, or your draft pick turns into value to get another player. So, you know, either way, it is what it is. So I, I just – whatever the Grizzlies do going forward, on the court or, um, you know, front office-wise, I just hope it's something that sets up for next season. I don't want to do anything to try to fight to get into the play-in. Or right. playoffs. I mean – it, when I just kind of look at some of the things our fans our fans say, which is cool, and media too. It's like we've been a good team. We've been an abnormally good team. When I say good, I mean playoff-level team here in Memphis the entire time this team has been here. If, if you look over the past, what, 25, 24, 25 years since they've been here, we've been to the playoffs way more than a lot of other teams in the NBA have. And I think we've, we've gotten kind of used to that. And even with our rebuild, uh, the, the couple of years before we got job. I think we were bad for like a year and a half, maybe. <laughs> then we were right back being a team that's continuing to get into the play-in, playoff situation. So it's like we're probably, you know, we're probably kind of spoiled when it comes down to that. But because I know that that's such an abnormal thing to be in, um, I'm not really stressing too much about whatever this season ends up being. I mean, I just want to see guys healthy. I want to see guys get better. But like games like the other night when it wasn't even entertaining basketball, mm. I, that's that's not fun at all. So – that's not what I'm here for. What's the move? Back um, then, if it's going to be what you say it is, and we're not going to make, and I'm with you mm-hmm. on that, we're not going to make the playoffs, whatever else, and maybe it's a draft pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's the move that fixes it, son? I hear so many people talk about we need to get a big man, and I'm like, I'm not and blind. Is that wrong? I, I yeah, see okay, that. I see. That. Yeah, okay. we don't have any bigs, but we also have bigs on our roster. You know what I mean? We have like really good bigs on our roster that are, that are in street clothes. I mean, you got Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark who are sitting on your bench. Is is Stephen Adams your center for the future? I don't know. The I, biggest I, question facing this franchise. What I like think Stephen Adams is changes month to month, whether he's playing or not playing. I, what what I think Stephen Adams is to this franchise changes all the time. One thing that I know that we don't have on this roster now, and we won't have on this roster next year unless Gigi Jackson comes in and becomes that guy. Are wings with size that can dribble, pass, shoot, defend? Like we don't have those. And I think that if you're going to make a a big swing type move. I think these needs to be one of those type of guys because if you get one of those, you also have a pretty good center in Steven Adams who will be here next year, you assume. But if you if you trade all that and you keep Steven Adams in them on this roster, now you've got your big for the future. You still don't have any you still don't have any real wings on this team. And then you now you've got a glutton of bigs with with you know, now you're trying to figure out what to do with that. So like I said, like I said on Twitter the other day and people were wondering where I was getting it from, just kind of looking at the temperature of the league, uh getting a pulse of what's going on. I'm looking hard at, at Brooklyn because that experiment they're having is not looking like they thought it would look like this year. And they've got a plethora of bigs on their team. If you want to take big swing and go Mikael Bridges, he's there. If you want to say, take a medium swing and get Dorian Finney-Smith, he's there as well. You know what I mean? So uh, you got a lot of guys there that are in that category. You got Cam Johnson who's still over there. I would look at something like that prioritizing for the future and beyond this season mm-hmm. before I look into, you know, let's go get whoever to get uh, 
to be your starting center to try to make try to salvage this season. Get the three first or something. Yeah, I said get get a wing perimeter type player or add perimeter depth to this team. I would do something like that um, before I would um, look at a center. And I'm still looking super hard. Now I'm a Marcus Smart supporter. I think Marcus Smart is going to be fine. You're talking about a guy who's dealt with three different injuries this season. Didn't have a training camp with this team. Came in with one role. Jock comes back. Now he's in another role. He's still struggling to adjust. He's got the hand injury he's playing with right now. I value uh, Brandon. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, Brand, I value Marcus Smart. Like I'm, I'm a Marcus Smart proponent. But I'm also on team trade Marcus Smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm also the same guy at the same time. I, I understand his value. understand his worth. I think he should be starting on his team. I think if, if they don't trade him, he's going to have value for this year, next year, whatever you want to do. But I think he's a guy that teams are going to call you for. And I think he's a guy that you need to listen. And I think there's a deal out there that makes more sense to get you a guy who doesn't have to be, um, you know, your backup point guard and your starting wing defender. You can guy who can be more of a traditional wing defender. I don't, I don't like using the word small forward because he's not a small forward, but wing defender. Yeah. If you can find a guy that's more of a traditional bigger guy to do that, um, I think it's a good place to be because right now we're – we're having arguments about what Vince Williams is. <laughs> that's not that's not a good place to be, man. And I, I am the Vince Williams guy. Like I'm the guy who last year last year when when people were talking about how terrible he was, I said, no, I like that dude's game. In summer league, yeah, I like that guy's yeah, game. There's there. You know what I mean? And I've I've been that guy with Vince Williams. You know what I mean? So, but I'm also the guy who realizes that's the type of guy that you want to be your eighth night man exactly. and the not your starting, uh, you know, wing defender or small forward. So um, I would love to see them do something more on that on that style because, like I said, you got Stephen Adams who will be back next year, and if you don't, and if and if and even if he's not the guy to the future, you've got him healthy hopefully next year and whatever his trade value is for next year. I'm, I, if you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a deal for a big, make it try to make it with Stephen Adams for a team who don't really care about this season either. And they just want the contract and the and whatever draft. Because there's another thing too. Greasy fans gonna understand. We only have a, a handful of coins. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. I'm hearing fans like you know the front office needs to do something. Needs to do something now. It's like man, ain't nobody ain't nobody begging us to to don't have to, the to, assets. To, we used to. Ain't nobody begging us to come up off of Zaire Williams, man. <laughs> like there's nobody. There's no trade out there that their teams are you know looking for us to make. We are buyers and we don't have a lot of money. It's kind of like we're going in Target with five dollars. I mean, bro, what what all can you buy? You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like, um, you know, our kids are both elementary school kids, yeah. and, and the book fair comes, mm-hmm. and, and kids don't really understand money, and we'll give them like ten dollars to go shop. They think they can buy the whole store. Like that's that's what our fans are really sounding like right now. It's like they need to go make a deal, and make it now. Like, bro, we don't have we don't have the assets y'all think we have, man. You're so just gonna get a few pencils yeah, with that ten dollars. Exactly, and people and and people have to understand that like. Our biggest asset to trade is this year's first-round draft pick. Like, that's the most valuable asset we have is the 2024 first-round pick. And teams are like, yeah, I'm interested in that because you guys are terrible. But I'm also, I also don't want to be the team that gives, you the, that gives you the player that makes the, the pick I just traded for not worth anything because I made you guys damn near a playoff team. Right. I made y'all a playoff team. So all those factors uh, come into it. But, um, yeah, man, like, that's, that's just how I'm thinking if, if you put me in a, in a GM brain. Um. Taylor Jenkins, his his piece in all of this, like what's what's fair to ascribe to him, uh, and what's not. Um, I've been taking pride all season and kind of um, telling people and showing people that like Taylor Jenkins is not who we think he is. Like it, it's there's there's three types of coaches in the NBA to me. You got guys that are just there holding a the spot, and those are probably ninety percent of the coaches that you've known in your life. Yep. <laughs> 
you've got guys that are your all-timers, you guys who transition through every version of a team. That's your uh, Eric Spolster. That's your um, – your, uh, 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 I'm sorry. It's early for me. Pops. It's your Greg Popovich's. It's your Eric Spolster's. I can't name any more. Matter of fact, that might be the only two I can think of, of guys who, no matter what version the team is, they're your so franchise they're... coaches. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't got fired. They probably won't get fired. They'll leave on their own terms, right? Those type of guys. and that the, you, you can start them with a rebuilding team, and they'll be with that team until they're, you know, whatever that finished product is. I can name two in my lifetime. Then you got your guys that are your, your next-tier coaches, like your, your Tyron Lues, your Phil Jacksons. Um, I don't I don't put Phil Jackson in the place where other people put him because there are certain factors why I call elite coaches, and he's not an elite-level coach to me. That's another discussion we can have. And there are people who are trying to put Taylor Jenkins in that pop Spolstra realm, which is what they're saying. Like, Jaron and Job, J- Jabaran and Jaron Jackson Jr. have been here for five years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Those guys are about to go into their, their prime. They're about to be 26, 27, 28 years old. You know, people who are saying that Taylor Jenkins is the guy who's going to start when those guys were rookies all the way up until their, you know, their finished product. And there's only a handful of guys who've done that. Brett Brown didn't do that in Philadelphia. A lot of guys who got these jobs starting off with these rebuilding teams. When it was time to go to the next level, Mark Jackson didn't do that. When it was time to go to that next level with these guys, they weren't the guy that were ready for that situation. There's been plenty of fans saying that. You know, he's that guy. They're not particularly saying that, but what they're saying is suggesting it. You know what I'm saying? And I've been saying, no, he's not. He's not He's not that guy that y'all think he is. I don't even think he's that second-tier level coach. I don't think he's a Tyron Lue. I don't think he's a Phil Jackson. I don't think he's any of those guys. You know what I mean? I think he's more like that 90% of coaches who just – they're just who they are. You know what I mean? They don't really affect too much. If they're a good team, they're gonna, they're, they, can, they may be a good team in spite of him, not because of him. And I think a lot of fans, they throw out the, well, they've been the second best, you know, they've had the second best record in the West for two years. If he was that great of a coach where he, we're giving him that much credit for that, you would see more signs of that even with a bad roster, even with a bad team, even with injuries. You would see, oh, yeah, that guy, Taylor Jenkins, he's a, he's a uh, tactician. Like, he's, he's smart. He can, he, can pull, he can pull, you know, whatever. That's what his guy looked like the other night with Toronto because <laughs> our team was more talented than that, than that Toronto team. We put out a team with three 20-point-per-game scores out there on the court. And in no other, no other place am I making the excuse about roster buildup or injuries when there are three all-star-level players playing on the court. Phoenix has three all-star-level players on their roster. People expect them to be NBA championship caliber regardless of how ass the rest of that roster is. Nobody cares. Like, who else is on that team? We're expecting that Phoenix team to be good. Yeah. And we're making excuses about a Grizzlies team that got smashed the other night against Toronto. But I will say this, because I got Doc Holliday who's coming to my show. Uh, you can watch the podcast later on today. I heard Doc say this, and I heard Chris Vernon say this yesterday on his show. One thing that Taylor Jenkins does have in his favor is we can talk about him. As media, we can talk about him. As fans, we can talk about him. But you ain't never heard the players say nothing about that dude. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, they stand up for him. And that that yeah, has, just did that has yeah. value, man. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're young stars, maybe they don't know any better. You know what I mean? Maybe they're just hypnotized by the whole just NBA lifestyle. They don't really know I can, like, not like my coach. Or they are young. Right. Maybe that, that, that could play, play a key factor in it. But the fact, the fact that those guys do stand up for him and they do seem to be okay with it, that has a lot of value and probably a lot more value than we're comfortable with or we're willing to admit that it has. So that's also a huge factor in it as well. But what they do with him, I don't really care, man, because if they get this roster together, I've seen this team be 
second best team in the NBA, second best record in the West, win eight, nine, ten games in a row with Taylor Jenkins as the coach. So I don't really care. Like, if it, 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 those guys get older and you get more vets around those guys, they'll figure out how to play playoff basketball regardless of who the coach is. Do I think he's that good of a coach? No, but if he's there, I don't, I don't really care, man. I've seen Frank Vogel win a championship with the Lakers. Like, I've seen Darvin Ham. People were saying he was a good coach last year in the playoffs, and now he can't coach. So it's, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, man. It, a roster buildup still is the most important thing to me in the NBA. You still feel good about how, – how good do you feel about Jaron Jackson Jr. resigning in a couple of years? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, I, think it, I think it depends on what the other two – I think the other two guys that he plays with, I think he's close enough to them that whatever they say – What will matter more, their, his relationship with them or where they are at that point in terms of playoff contention and, and t- we should say title contention? You know, because one year of this is done. Mm-hmm. We can set it to the side. I'm kind of with you. Like this right. year's go. So you got what – it's two more. Mm-hmm. Right, and so how much of it is the relationship with Ja and Bain and how much of it for Jaron is going to be, you know, where they're at? I think if they want him here, they'll keep him because, I mean, he'll they'll bring him back because he's – we'll be able to pay him more than anybody will. And I I don't – I've heard you say it a couple of times. Like, I don't I don't really think there's going to be a thing at all. Like as No, that's as, my first time bringing it up, just the I, I, idea I of, of moving on from Jaron or trading him before he's a free – you know, before he could walk. I, I mean, I, I know – is, is it just this, you know – I guess Harrington brought it up this year that in one of his scenarios where maybe you do fiddle with three, and right now it's been all hands off. No, mm-hmm. I'd never consider trading one of the threes, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies have been like that as well. But I'm just saying as we get closer to that and, and the decision on him, because, mm-hmm. again, the thing about Jaron and having these three top guys is what – I mean, Jaron doesn't rebound. Right. So you're always going to have to have something – you've next, always got to have another big – Something next there. to him. Right. right. Well, with, a Stephen Adams type, which is yeah. not – it's not ideal. So, mm-hmm. again, and, and I, know, I know I'm super early, but I'm not the first here. It's something to think about, at, though, for real. It, it's something to think about what happens If you had to trade Jaren. one of the big three, would Jaron be the one? Probably so. Um, I hear people who say that Desmond Bain isn't the – the best type of guard to have beside Ja because he's, he's defensively. Defensively, yeah, because Ja is such a negative defensively. Right. Um, Again, I know this Thomas is early. Brain, and I'm not yeah, suggesting Jaren's doing, probably, but I'm saying probably but the guy, yeah. of the three, if you do have to mess with it, right? I just don't know what what Jaron because if you if you trade a big, you got to get a big back. We're gonna have to. So I'm like, I'm wondering, like, what does that even look like? <clears throat> if, if you, yeah, and what would he fetch? Like Jaron on the, you know, yeah. like could you get? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I've never even thought that far out as far as like, I know. Cause, cause, and then right now yeah. we probably shouldn't, but mm-hmm. again, you know, we're only a couple of years away from him. Yeah, it's it's at least from you know because we've got free guys agent who, eligible. We've got know. guys now who are kind of like around that fringe, having three max players range. But in a couple of years we're gonna have three guys on a max contract. Like so, Jaron Johnson. Yeah, because he took a he took a deal Bain. the yeah. first time mm-hmm. around. Yeah, because so, of the injury history. Yeah, in a couple of years, it's gonna be a real conversation. To have. It seems like he just signed that deal too. And this, There's this, only two more on yeah, it after this. Got year. come more. Got two more coming. Wow. Out. <clears throat> yeah, mm. it's something to think so, about, man. It, it's it's it especially down when, the road. Yeah. I mean, it ain't even down the road. It's like we're coming up on the turn. Yeah, you know. Exactly. I mean, because you know that's Time why this pumping the brakes. That's why this lost season is going to hurt. You know, because you got to you got to make I mean, decisions uh, all over again. We always say we, you're not going to be OKC that you know never got anything out of having all those guys. Right. But and you got to. Uh, There's no promise. There's you no promise say, that it's going to be these three. I would say it's likelier that, it. that you don't than it that it is. Sure, right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I'm is still, like I'm, a, I'm still there. That's a sobering thought. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then another thing too, like a lot of people, we criticize the front office for uh, going all in on youth a couple of years ago in the draft, and it's like, in hindsight, 
it looks terrible. But back then, man, when you think about, you know that type of stuff is coming, where you got to pay those type of guys. Right. Getting rookies in that you can extend, you know, you can push that down the line a little bit. It sounded good in theory, but it just they just picked horrible guys. You know what I mean? None of those guys hit except for the guy who's you, you got in the second round who's on the two-way. Mm-hmm. And now you've got to make a deal just to keep that dude on your roster, which makes it even uglier, man. <laughs> like, you got to you, – you, the guy who actually can play technically isn't even on your team. Like, you've got to clear guys off. you got to do some type of consolidation trade just to let Vince Williams stay on this team past 50 games. You know what I mean? Which is – is it that it just makes that that draft yeah. that much ter- that much more terrible, man? But I will say this: like I like I'm not as critical as fans are about the front office, and some media members are as well. But the thing with them is they're they're on alert, man. Like they have to oh, yeah. fix this. Like they have to fix that draft from a couple of years ago. Like I said, if you made the decision to if you made a decision, they didn't make the decision at off season. They made the decision the entire season. If you knew that we you were going to move off of Kyle Anderson. And you knew you were going to move off of DeAnthony Melton, which is mainly for financial reasons, plus some other things I've heard as well. But if if that was your decision, in hindsight, your move probably should have been, let me go trade these picks I have for some vets instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to hit again. These young guys, go, I'm right. going to keep hitting. Right. right. And the thing is, guys like Desmond Bain, guys like Brandon Clark, those type of guys, they look better when you're a team that's fringe playoff team around the eighth, ninth seed, seventh seed, whatever. Those guys look good on a team that's just trying to get to 42 wins. But as you're constantly getting better, your younger guys don't look as good when you have different goals. And that's something For they sure. probably should have thought about. Even even with – I mean, their strategy was, okay, we're going to draft five dudes. We're going to bring five rookies in. And I'm sure two or three of them are going to hit. You got one. He's on a two-way. Yeah. Kenny Chandler ain't here no more. Kenny Lofton's gone. LaRavia's terrible. Roddy, I don't know what David Roddy is. He's a 6'4 something. I don't know. He's 6'3", 6'4". Cheerleader right now. I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's a wing. I don't know if he's a big. I don't know if he's a guard. He's just, he's riding. He's big body riding. You know what I mean? So, and he's not in the rotation right. on anybody else's roster. So, that whole draft was was a failure. But the front office, it's on them, man. Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say fire Zach Kleiman. Because, I mean, who's going to fire him? Uh, Robert Perry's going to fire him? I mean, who's going to? I throw that question out sometimes, like, in, in private conversations. Like, okay. He was just executive of the year a couple years right. ago. Right. I mean, but who, who's going to fire him? Jason Levy? Like, who's going to oh, who, who <laughs> yeah. fire him, man? Like, I hear people say that stuff. Like, they got to fire Clive. Like, who's they, bro? Like, the, the, our, our owner, like, uh, I don't even, I'm not even sure he even knows he has a team anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. So, who's going to fire him? Oh, oh, he's watching. But I'm just saying, bro, like, come on, man. No, I'm with you. <laughs> like, who's gonna fire that dude? But yeah, but they like I'm I'm willing to like give them time to fix this, and it's like and people are saying, well, they got to make a trade now. That's that's, that's not how it's gonna work. Like, I well, no, I, I wouldn't say now, but I mean, I would say there's yeah, the, some things you know they have to do. Yeah, exactly. Like the, I would the say deadlines the draft. Yeah. I'd say you know the, the trade deadline is in five weeks anyway. So, yeah, I mean, not yeah. for the tra- I mean, unless you know something comes across your desk, mm-hmm. but it's not like, oh, it, it ain't like, oh, we got to save the season. Yeah. It's like, we got to save that mentality the mentality just has to, we got to save the yeah. trajectory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have too many bums that can't play. Where it's going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Too many. We yeah, all saw that dude's about... face when he got the Zaire Williams game ball. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was disgusting, man. I mean, he was we like, all, we all were that guy when he got that game ball. Too. They could have just kept that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is some stuff like they got to get a old... better player with job. I'm just saying, the stats do you so. think they should have maybe read the room a little yeah, bit? Yeah. They got to do better with their 
their game off stuff. Like, man. bro, like, how do you pull out a Zaire? You guys Williams? started six and nineteen, and now you're now I my big <laughs> prize is a Zaire Williams game ball. I mean, I've been I've been ten times down with y'all. What does a Zaire Williams game ball look like? Is he like dancing on? Is it dance sweat, bro? Pre-game. I, I, uh, I saw somebody in the quote tweets. They're like, "This is dude when he he realized immediately he ain't gonna be able to get a four for four with that." <laughs> No. He was like trying to calculate. Yep. He's like, I can't even. No, get I'm, I'm gonna tell you how bad off we are as a fan base. Like how down bad we are emotionally, man. Like when people are like turning on poor Derrick Rose, man. <laughs> like you like, right, like, bro. Like well, Derrick Rose is, Rose. Your, is your 15th man on this roster, man. Like he's the least of your worries. Like you got. It does feel like Taylor play him a little bit too much, though. You That's why he keeps breaking bat. down. That's he's why his body keeps breaking down. You got three or four dudes on this roster who don't need to be on this roster, man. That's and, true. And like, Derrick Rose is, yeah, might he, be one of them, but he ain't down the list. He ain't bothering me at all. I man. saw the Nuggets game. I was there for that, damn it. You, he, you keep hanging your hat on that one game. Bro, he picked uh, Jokic's pocket, bro. The game. What was the game he got hurt the other day? He had, he was knocking down shots. There's a few There's a few of those. Hey, hey. I'm, Derrick Rose is the least of my worries, bro. Bro, like, you know, if you if you play D Rose 15 minutes, he's going to miss. It was, a week. was it San Antonio? I, mean, <laughs> I think it was, was it San Antonio. I think it might have been San Antonio. Might have been a Spurs game. Because he did not play the next night, right? Whatever game it was, yeah, I was there. He didn't it was the Spurs game. Toronto. Yeah, it was, it was Spurs. a Spurs game. He was fine. Like, I don't. He's he's he the least of my that worries. He's a 15 footer for you. And if you look out, if you look throughout the NBA, he's most making teams. like vet vet right. minimum, bro. Like, most most teams in the league have a dude who's just kind of on their roster, man. That's right. And he's just some old guy who's been around and. He's like a, you know, he's like a pseudo coach. Yeah, and teams kind of keep him around. Whether he's a DeAndre Jordan type player or Jeff Green, exactly. When he played for Denver, like they had a couple of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean uh, when uh, when Mike was at the end of his career, he was on the end of the Denver bench. Yeah, that man just, was not doing anything. Just, like how you gonna get mad at that dude? <laughs> right, <laughs> like <laughs> the guy making one point eight million. Right, it's wild, man. It's wild stuff for sure. They but want yeah. y'all to know that that ball was signed before the season. Most of that stuff is done before the season. I know, but I'm saying no, they could have kept it. They could have kept it in the back. They could have, yeah, they could have. Did something else, man. They ain't got no Derrick Rose. They ain't got no Jacob Zier ball. Stuff is, the Zaire stuff been stacked up in the back. Food. They, <laughs> they can't, can't keep it. They can't give it away. Oh, That's what I said. You have to. You got to give. Get, you, get rid of some of it, bro. Food. When you win a prize, it's and you supposed have, you to need make to do you feel it. good. He's better with Ja. The Harrington uh, split say so. They, they should just go down to the. Uh, it's worth more when Ja's back. You can donate that. They if, couldn't do it on the first six. If you win a prize, it should be like a Desmond Bain or Triple J yeah, or you know. There's certain guys that should be able to sign a ball solo. I, I agree, and it ain't him. I have Penny sign that thing right now, <laughs> right, bro? Yes, somebody give away a Penny what's, autograph. What's the kid name? The Tomlin kid, man. Naquan. Yeah, he's a. He has some NBA. That dude's better than DeAndre Williams, bro. Like. Can I be the first person? On oh yeah, he, he is he's a better, younger. Well, and he's, the NBA likes that. He's more. taller and he's not a yeah. lunatic, man. Like, he does a little more for you. He was screaming at somebody last night, though. Who was it, John? Because I texted you. It when was Jaden. Yeah, he was screaming at Jaden. Yeah. Saw a little bit of DeAndre, you know, kind of going yeah. wild there for a minute. But and uh, that's why in this case Penny it was took him out. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. I think yeah. he actually <laughs> pulled Jaden right there. My head. You know, I've got DeAndre Williams theory that a lot of people get mad about when I say it, but I'm I'm fine with saying that he's older than he. No, no. If he's, if he's older than what he says, that's what, what's the, sad. What's really. the what's opinion? The that um, last season when he was on the team with nobody but him and KD, that kind of like elevated who he actually is, bro. Like he, like he had to be that good last year. Like it was. Oh, that makes what, sense. What else could you, he be? Yeah, there's. But I, he would have fit into but, a lesser role happily. Right, though, I think like, he would have fell back to like 10, 12 points a game, like he oh, was for before sure. last for year. For sure, like, I agree. Like, I think last year was an anomaly of who Dante was. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more with you. But like he would have, he would have been happy to be that guy. Right. He wouldn't have been the guy that averaged seventeen, and then he's disgruntled that he's only right. averaging eleven. You know, he'd but have been. I think, I think Tomlin is 
better. I think he's a better player. I think he's he's taller, right? He's like yeah, he's like six eleven. He's yeah. like a, he's like an NBA guy. Yeah, in he's terms of size. He's uh, he's a upgrade to me. He's whatever people thought DeAndre. This team. I mean, you saw DeAndre. the uh, block better. and then the coast to coast dunk. Mm-hmm. I mean. There ain't many players in college right. basketball that can do that at that and size. I don't. I don't think he's. I also don't think he's a guy who's gonna, you know, run down full court, foul a dude, and then do it again the next possession and roll all over the court. No, I mean like, people have to remember this. <laughs> this dude's third game. That's all, what I'm saying. You know, yeah, he, you know, he's he's only going to get better from here. Yeah. I think that dude, when it comes down to like tournament yep. time, I think you're gonna be like, yeah, like that's that dude for sure. No, it's it's definitely fun to see mm-hmm. our coach doing. You know. Uh, Doing the job that he's doing this yes, year, yes, sir. Our, our city's coach, the city's team, and city's coach. Yeah, yeah. city's team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. You could just sort of. La- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> hey, we, we have a. Big, hey, was, they were calling it the Jeffs uh, was, show. Uh, Grizzlies segments calling see, the Tigers I, I, the city's I, team. We have fun with Bennett on a group chat about this, but I, I, I think it's all dumb. Like, you mm. know, we we should be able to share in. Oh, in, we're just doing it in jest. Yeah, but, it is. But we be messing with Bennett though. We, uh, you know, because yeah, Bennett you know, really does. He left us. You know, he's straight Grizzly now. Yeah, and so we. Tigers don't. I was like making up uh, some penny quotes. I was like, "Yeah, I just listened to him on the radio. He just said, yeah, we know the city's hurting right now, you know, in basketball.' So we had to make sure we <laughs> yeah. we gave him something to be proud of." You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what Penny would say, though. I must yeah. know because my wife and I were sitting there listening to it. How much of the uh, the Cat Williams interview on on uh, Club Shay Show have you heard? Uh, I heard the the little thirty minute part that they put out is like the the good meat of it or whatever. I've heard that it's more in in the whole two hour thirty oh, minutes thing. So long. Yeah, um, I just did say he cross this. any lines for you? Uh, my he thing was responding is, man, to some interviews on Club Shay Shay where they had talked about him. That is part right, of the deal, right? He's he's clearly jaded by a lot of stuff, and I think he's kind of he's kind of decided the lane he wants to be in, and the results of that are kind of what comes with it. You know what I mean? Some of that is some of the stuff that is probably the industry mistreating him, and some of that is kind of that. This is the choice I've made not to be in this. You know. Boys club of of or this fraternity of of guys or whatever, and I think you know he. I think I'm not. I'm not. I can't knock him for the decision because he's a very successful comedian. He's a very su- successful artist, and I talked about this in my show today as well. Like you can tell, like hearing the stuff about how many books he said he read, whether that's real or not. You can tell that there is a level of some level of genius in his mind. Oh yeah, yeah. That he yeah. that he sees the world differently than most people. Do. Yeah, I'm with you though, man. And I think with that, it comes with probably some social issues where mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really fit into these groups, even if he wanted to, or he doesn't really see people the way that uh, other people see these people. And I think because of that, that's where a lot of the ranting and a lot of the frustration comes out, is that he's just got a different mind than these people have. I think if Cat Williams decided to do anything in life, he probably would have been super successful at it, which makes me also, I'm super curious now, too, because I, I get excited about things about the human brain, like, why people think the way they think, why they move the way they move, right? It's, it's, it, and I'm interested now in to see does that that level of thinking, how did that lead to comedy? You know what I mean? Like how did how does the way that he that he processes the world, the level of genius that he clearly has, he's clearly a, a highly intelligent person. How did that turn into him wanting to be a stand up comic? Because it's it's what happened with it. You know what I mean? With the mm-hmm. way way that he thinks. So uh, my thing is. He's he's doing a lot of talk about. Uh, I'm not a Steve Harvey guy at all. I didn't need Cat Williams to do that for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to feel that way about Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, I've never really like I've all stuff but he's all saying. All those dudes are. I mean, all those dudes. And I've heard things about those guys how they really felt about Bernie Mac and those type. Of, I've heard all those things before. I knew Steve Harvey 
was wearing fake hair. I knew all that before Cat Williams. And I've always thought Steve Harvey was slimy. I always thought he wasn't funny. Um, Damn. That's how I've always kind of felt about hard that, on whole, Steve, man. that whole look, look crew. But the only thing I have a problem with is that all those guys are mega successful. He's like, well, Steve Harvey couldn't do movies because he's ignorant and can't talk and looks like Mr. Potato Head. But Steve Harvey has, has found his lane. A hundred percent. He's found a way to be super successful. And Cat Williams, he's done his through comedy and, and doing movies. It's, I mean, I'm not doing this saying this and not Cat Williams. Like, bro, it's not like you're out here doing – ain't like you got Will Smith's career, bro. That's you something that like, you like, ain't Eddie Murphy, bro. Right, you're, you're, not one, you're not one of the – you're, you're not even one of the kings of comedy like, in that thing. You're doing, like, really, like, small to horrible budget films. Like, you he's done a lot of small roles. Right, you know what I mean? It's not like he's doing, like, life-changing. So to, to dog what but, they're but doing in said, their lane, yeah. this, you know, you're doing you. But with that being said, he's doing, carved his lane, though. You know what I mean? Ricky I give Smiley, him respect for that. Ricky Smiley wasn't really in the movie lane. He did a few of them, but he's he's found his niche doing radio. But you don't need to crush their lane. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, to make you look better in your lane. Right, all of it. It's like I'm I'm happy to see all those all those guys kind of do saying. their thing. And, and like, him, him acting like um, his accolades are better because... This is this and this. This is what he will do and won't in turn. Right. But they will. I'm. I'm. That it's beneath right. me. And it seems know. like this should make him happy more so than angry than what he is. It seems like he should yeah. be more happy about what he's done in his lane and with no regrets, man. And and like it's the difference between saying, you know, I'm I'm happy doing what I'm doing, and and but still having regrets because you didn't get to do what this person did. And that's how it kind of comes off. Like he still has something else he desired, but it's it's entertaining if nothing else. And with people who say, you know, whether he's lying or not, I'll just say this. It's hard for anybody to talk for two and a half hours and not and tell, and not, not tell something. There's <laughs> some cap well, somewhere in there, man, or some exaggeration. I don't know if you heard. He said he run like a sub to, uh, 4 2 Yeah, 42, I heard, that. I heard he about cur- that, but yeah. I didn't hear that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, some of that stuff was just like I might, I might take time to sit down and watch the whole thing. But I don't Can know. we get you on the uh, on the couch about the uh, Memphis media and get, like, the same oh, Cat Williams? If I did one of them, it, it would be, be kind of crucial. Let, well, let's do it right now. No, Let's just let strip it all away. I'm sure Cat Williams got a, a check or something for, for doing what, what going off like he went off. He got it. He, he got, got some old. He, he got, got a some check that, uh, indirectly. That that had to be an exclusive episode. I probably do it on my show before I do it over here. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Just we had to put that joke behind a paywall. If I, if I just really went off about how I feel about that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Got it good on the list. It'd be right. multiples that you would go. Oh uh, yeah, we'd be going. It'll, it'll be a good two and a half hours. I can't. All right, just, just give us a preview, bro. Come on, who's? Nah, who? I ain't got. I ain't, nah, you, you might He's get really it one day. Trying to put you on this. You might get it one day on the Anthony the Sage show, but I ain't gonna do it here, man. Hey, I, that would be yeah. fun though. I was, I was that poor about, Brad be back there, man. I don't know. I don't it, know, man. It, it, what's that button that got the drop button here? That's be going the dumb crazy, button. Man. Yeah, yeah. You got six seconds, right? Is it six? How many seconds we have? Is it eight? Eight seconds between us. And the rest of the world. No, I couldn't do it, man. Being being somebody who's got a genius brain like uh, Cat Williams, man, it might it might sound just like because a lot, lot of stuff he was saying, I can relate to it. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, we we process things the same type of way. So like I could I could relate to a lot of stuff he was saying about how like you just don't you just don't fit in with dudes, man. Like you just don't have a desire to be like. Like how everybody else yeah. is with it, but no, but y'all, y'all ain't get that today, man. You might get it one day, but I don't know. Maybe during the summer. I've been talking to Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday is on my show, man. His brother put me at peace with the way he was breaking stuff down yesterday, man. I ain't, I ain't on it. I'm drinking water, man. I ain't got time for these. I appreciate things. that. I got time for you naysayers out there, man. I appreciate man, that. Man, stay on that water, bro. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.